Daydreaming about dragons. It is Sunday morning coffee time, folks. I'm doing the pour over, and I've got something to say about having a B game. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but I feel like I've got new insight into it, and I want to talk about it again. Because last night, my buddy Jay and I, Mad Jay, who does the Diceology podcast, I'll put a link in the show notes. Check it out. He's amazing. He's really good. Uh, we played a game. We played a game on, on a day where where our friend Misha couldn't make it. You know, she had family things going on. the The space where she usually streams was being taken by in laws, and she was like, "Hey, can't do it." And. Things happen. I've, I've canceled my share of games this past month, so I, I totally understood. And Jay and I have been talking, and I knew that he had been running some Sorcerer. So I was like, hey, do you want to play some Sorcerer? And, and this, a B game was born, which is great. And this, the B game might go on to become its own thing, which I think is something that often happens. So let me talk about all of that a little bit. Uh, this is my second really successful B game. The first one was a game with Sean Nittner that went on for years. Years of Burning Wheel. And it was, it was all because there were a lot of weeks where people in our Blades in the Dark game couldn't make it. And Sean and I were the only two left. And I was like, we should just have a game with the two of us where when, when everybody can't make it, we can play something else. And the Blades in the Dark game kind of fell. And our B game stayed. Why is that? I don't know. Is it because of pressure? Do we feel a lot of pressure for that main game? And then with a the B game, we're like, well, it's just an alternate game. Let's just have some fun. Uh, you know, is it because when we put together our main game... There's a lot of compromise sometimes. And the game you really want to play gets set to the side because X, Y, or Z doesn't want to play it. And then, so for the B game, you get to be like, hey, this is the, can we play this? You know, on days where other folks can't make it? Because there, it's, there, there's less constraints. There's less people playing, I don't, want to, I don't want to play something with levels, or I don't want to play a narrative game, or I don't want to, I don't want to you know, do something that mainstream, or whatever it is. Could be. Could be that, that it's less constraints, and, and collaboration can, can make things difficult. Right? We've talked about this before a little bit in, in how you put a game together in a previous episode. And, and I mentioned that my most successful gaming outings have been when I say, hey, I'm running, on, you know, on Thursdays, I'm running Trophy Gold. If you want to play Trophy Gold, come on and join us. If you don't, I'll see you on a different night. But that's what I'm running on Thursdays. And you get people who either, you know, who are into trying something new or really into you know, playing that particular game. Um, whereas if you're like, hey, what do you want to play? It, 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 that conversation is always awkward. 
always awkward as heck, especially when it's not face-to-face. When that conversation is not face-to-face, it is especially challenging because the only way I've seen the, hey, what do you want to play conversation really work is when everybody gets together and everyone brings the book they want and everyone can kind of leaf through it and look it over and maybe even make a character be like, yeah, this is cool. Anyway, B games. And I think these games have an opportunity to do other things too. They have an opportunity to play with different numbers of people. Maybe it's less people than you're used to playing with, right? If you're a GM who spends a lot of time putting the players in the room and just letting them be, letting them riff, suddenly if you only have one or two players, the vibe becomes very different. You have to pick up different skills and that can be cool. So B games can be an opportunity to rock out with different skills. That's pretty cool. B games can be an opportunity to rock out with whole new systems. Systems that you have no idea how to do. A couple years ago, I started running Dungeon Crawl Classics. And for the first time in my gaming life, after decades of this nonsense, I started running modules. I've never run modules. It is a whole different skill. And and you learn that modules are not exactly laid out for the table very often. You know, very often there's a detail buried in a paragraph. Oh, right, that key in the midden heap. I totally forgot about that key. It's buried in the middle of the paragraph. There's no highlight on it unless I knew to go and highlight it. So B games can be an opportunity to learn a new skill, learn to run modules, learn to run a PBTA game, you know, classic traveler, uh, you know, Whatever it is. Whatever it is. You know, Pathfinder 2E. Whatever that game is that, that's on your shelf, you're like, man, I really like to play that. That can be the B game. It's an opportunity. So it can also be an opportunity for people who don't normally GM to GM. Give new people a shot. Expand the circle. Our hobby is healthier the more GMs we have in it. That's just a fact. More people who can run games, who can play that kind of pivotal role, the better. So if you can, if you can take an, uh, what would have been a canceled game and turn it into an opportunity for someone new to GM, rock on. And the other cool thing about the B game is that it, if you have it ready, it can turn a canceled game into a game night. And it doesn't have to be, oh, well, everybody can't make it. It could just be, and I've seen this happen a number of times with me and other GMs, where the GM is like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I can't do this. I, 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 need, a, I need a night, folks. My buddy, my buddy Andrew said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over running Trophy Gold for a couple weeks. I want to run a module. And it was cool. He got to learn how to write uh, a Trophy Gold incursion. I got to play, which was awesome. I rarely get to play. You know, I, I play in the sixth ring game with, with Jason, but it was cool to play with this group. It changed the whole vibe of the group, too. It changed everything. Because Drew's character wasn't there, and then a bunch of other people had characters die. So one of our newest characters became the veteran of the group and kind of the leader. And that was awesome. That was really cool.
really changed everything. So, anyway, this is all love letter to B games. Have another thing, just a little, a little thing prepped on the side. And when people can't make it or are too tired to make it, hey, I've got this thing. You folks want to give it a try? We can get, we can get, we can get it, you know, started right now. You know, get get as much of it as you can done get done out of the way right away. You know, make sure it's a game that either if it takes a lot of character creation, get the get it done with premates. And just get to it. You know, or you can do prep, you know, hey, someday we might have to use this B game. Do you all can you all make characters for it? Here's the here's the the idea. And and go for it. Cool. B games. I've talked about them before, but I want to talk about them again because I had such a fun time. They're important. Cool. Inspiration Goat, what do you got? Inspiration Goat brings us Star Trek Discovery once again, and, and for a good reason. In the latest season of Star Trek Discovery, season three, there is a, I'm not going to give spoilers, but there's a plot line where Michael Burnham and the crew of the Discovery are separated and then reunited, okay? And, and you know they're going to get reunited. That, that, that shouldn't be a spoiler. And that story during COVID hit me so hard. I am tearing up now thinking about it. That story hit me so hard. And it wasn't that it was a brilliantly wrought story. It was fun. Any other time, I would have been like, oh, that's nice. They're back together. But during COVID, when I couldn't see my friends, oh, oh, my goodness. It was a, it was a gut punch. And I think we need to learn from that moving forward in the next year, right? As we get together with friends again and we start gaming face-to-face again, I think we need to keep an eye out on the way certain stories are going to hit, right? Lines and veils are great. The X card is great. But there are going to be triggers in place that we're not going to know are there. You know, I mean, obviously, stories about disease and plagues are going to hit hard. And I think we're going to keep an eye out for that. But what we might not keep an eye out is the way that some stories are about disease and we don't know it. We don't realize it, right? Lycanthropy, vampirism. Those are kind of fantasy disease stories. And so if you see a friend melting down because their favorite hireling got killed, you know, you succumbed to vampirism, you might want to call that time out, you know, because they might have watched a friend die alone. And I know that's heavy. And I'm not saying don't tell vampire stories. I'm gearing up to, to take the Thursday night D&D group into, into Ravenloft. Like I'm, I'm jumping into that with both feet, without a doubt. We're going we're gonna to kick Strahd right in the teeth. I'm ready for it. But... So I'm not saying avoid these stories or avoid anything in particular. I'm saying keep an eye out, you know, for friends who are going to be dealing with new triggers that got planted this year that we just don't know are there. You know, there's a a move in Apocalypse World, you know, separate, separate separate the characters. 
that might hit very differently nowadays. You know, in post-COVID world, as we're all just getting back together, that vibe might be might feel very different when you do that. And and it means that the payoff for getting back together might be much greater. But we all need to just be keeping an eye out on each other, making sure we're all right. Because we, we just, we all went through a weird shared trauma. And, and we're coming out of it. And it's great. And I'm excited. I can't wait to sit at a table and game again with my friends. Can't wait. Eager. But if, if my reaction to Star Trek Discovery taught me anything, it's that Let's keep an eye out on each other. Let's, let's, stories are going to hit differently now. And the things we create with our friends are going to have a different effect. We are, we are not prepared. The world isn't prepared. You know? Just not. Uh, so, that's what I'm saying. Keep an eye out on each other. Not saying don't lean into it. I'm not saying if you don't have that trust, you don't have you you don't have to jump on it and, and have fun with it and and you know have an emotional time. Some people love that. You know, LARPers call it bleed. It's when it's when things from the game bleed over things from real life bleed over into the game and vice versa. And and you know, for some folks it's the it's the juice. That that's the thing. But some folks are not into it. So look out for your friends, my friends. That's what I'm saying. And the lesson learned here doesn't have to be things that we avoid. The lessons learned here could be from Star Trek Discovery and and a post-COVID world is that we want to lean into that and feel good. Hey, let's tell a story about a group of superheroes who haven't been together for years Getting back together to fight crime after, you know, uh, a, a calamity drove them apart. Let's just lean into it. Let's feel good. Let's, let's punch evil in the head and feel good. So it doesn't have to be things we avoid. It can be like, hey, let's lean into this. You know, the group is getting together for the first time in, in, in 15 months. Uh, you know, m- some of us have lost people. Let's, let's, let's lean into what we're feeling a little bit in a way that feels good. And there are ways to do that. Definitely ways to do that. So it doesn't have to be, oh, let's avoid. Let's avoid anything that, that, that causes feelings. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying watch out for each other. And I'm saying if you use it, use it mindfully and willfully. And not, whoops, I tripped over this. Not that it, you know, we're going to trip over things. I'm not saying if you trip over things, you're bad. We're going to trip. People are going to trip. We're going to stumble. That's okay. Just this is my heads up. Let's keep an eye out. Let's keep a particular eye out. Because it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. We're all getting back to the table again. And, you know, without masks on. So you can, 
you can make your games be a little bit about that. And, and you know, give it a little, a little oomph. As long as you're careful and keep an eye out on your beloved friends. Right? Right. Good one, Inspiration Go. Thank you. It's always, it's always a good day to talk about Star Trek Discovery in my eyes. Uh, I was just playing the soundtrack because I made my morning bagel. All right. Shall we outro? Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support Daydreaming About Dragons, there are a number of ways to do so. You can leave a review on whatever podcast app you are using. Uh, if your uh, podcast app does not offer reviews, you can always drop over to iTunes and give them five stars and let them know what, the, what they're going to get when they hit play. You know, feed the algorithm. That'd be great. You can reply. I'd love to know what's going on at your table. I'd love to know if something resonated with you or if something isn't, doesn't fit your experience or if you've got something to add or whatever. Uh, there are a number of ways to do that. You can jump on Twitter and reply at Inspiration Goat, all one word, Inspiration Goat. That's a great way. Uh, I'd love to talk to you there. You can jump on Anchor and send me an MP3 through the Anchor app. You can email me an MP3 or just email me a message uh, at judd.karlman at gmail.com. And what are other ways to support? There's also money. That's another way to support. There, you, can, you can give me a certain amount of money through the, through the Anchor app. I appreciate that. It's great. What I try to do with that money is support folks on Patreon who I think are, are doing amazing work. You can jump onto my Threadless shop. I've got a science fiction collection on my Threadless shop right now. I've got shirts celebrating Dune, Deep Space Nine, uh, a bunch of stuff, nerdy things that probably are only funny to me, but maybe they'll be funny to you too. Check it out. Uh, all celebrating science fiction. And it, all, of the, all of the proceeds for that goes to MedShare India. So 100% of it. So head over there and nerd out. You can get stickers, you can get masks, you can get duvets, you can get, uh, do you want a nerdy uh, shower curtain that says, uh, you know, subspace anomaly? Of course you do. Of course you do. You can purchase the Dictionary of Moo. I have the link in the show notes. You can also purchase my newest thing that just came out today. And that is called Silver Swords of the Lich Queen on the DMs Guild. It is a series of inspirational tables to support you saying cool stuff while running a game about a Githyanki invasion. Githyanki are my favorite monsters. I jumped onto the DMs Guild because there were a couple of pieces of inspiration of a, not inspiration, but IP that, that Watsi owns that I really wanted to work with. The Raven Queen was one of them. I've got a, a Raven Queen set of inspiration tables, too, and uh, the Githyanki are another. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, it, the, the tables are four bucks, and I'd love to, you know, if you can leave a review on that, that'd be fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. I hope your spring is going well. I hope you are in a place where you can get a vaccine and uh, or you're in a safe that's a, a space that's safe. 
and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you for getting with me this far. Talk to you soon.